book of Ephesians, if you'll turn there to the first chapter. That's Ephesians, the first chapter. We want to take a look at something before we pick up pretty close to where we left off last week. If you'll turn, if you'll stand, please, and then we'll take a look at Romans, the fifth chapter, and read something there. And go on back to Ephesians, the first chapter, and continue with the message concerning the assurances that we have that we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. So if you want to shorten it again, you can put it in your notes, all spiritual blessings. Praise the Lord. And we'll pick up probably... I think we were able to do almost 10 verses. It didn't seem like it, but we did on last week. This week, we'll try to cover just a little bit more. Now, when you have Romans 5, you got Romans 5, and we're looking at verse number 10. And when you have Romans 5, verse number 10, would you please signify it by saying amen? Now, prior to verse number 10, we are put on notice by this epistle that we have been uh, justified by his blood. We see that in verse 9. And then it says much more then. So did you hear that? It's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And as soon as I heard them say that repeatedly, I thought of the much mores in Romans. Yeah, there are several much mores. So I don't care what you're going through. The Bible, the word of God, the presence of Christ in your bosom, eternal life is much more. And so if you want the much more book, you read the book of Romans. Paul not stuttering. He wants to emphasize to the church that we have much more. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I don't care what you're going through. Christ is much more. And then go, I do care, but Christ is much more. Much more. It's so silly to try to put something on the same playing field as Christ. It's ridiculous. Uh, the only thing you can do is just be ashamed if there's something that you have promoted to the status of an idol. Now, in verse number nine, we're justified by his blood, and we shall be saved from wrath through him. That's that much more. Praise the Lord, everybody. Now, let's read together verse number 10. For if 
when we were enemies. Look at that. If when we were enemies, we were reconciled, restored to a right relationship to God. How? By the death of his son. Oh, there it is again. Much more, much more, much more, much more, much more, much more. We have so much more. Much more being reconciled. We shall be saved. That's why it's saying much more. We're not only restored to a proper relationship with God. We have not only escaped his terrible anger and wrath that he's able to generate. It doesn't leave us helpless and hopeless. It says much more. Praise the Lord, everybody. We shall be saved by his life. People don't want to believe that. They think it's their life. I'm so glad the Lord didn't leave me totally in charge of everything in my little life. We are saved by his life. Now, let's go to Ephesians, the uh, first chapter, and we'll look at verse number 11, verse number 12, and we'll continue to study why we can be assured that we have been blessed with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So what does verse number 11 say? In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. We've been predestinated. It's after his purpose. And how? After the counsel of his own will. Verse number 12. That we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. You may be seated after reading this wonderful word. And I think it's good to put some of the dots, connect some of the dots. And I've told you this before, but I just feel led to say it again, that in the Old Testament, the promised land was Israel's heavenly places, so to speak. It broke down, but they were going somewhere. And when they got to Canaan, that represented entering into their inheritance and into their possession. And one of the curious observations throughout history has been that from, and you've heard me say it, I will say it again, from Goshen, way down there in Egypt, where they were held prisoner and captive all of that time. From the time they left Goshen and journeyed over to the promised land, it represented an upward climb to 1,300, 
1,300 or so feet above sea level. So that's what some of the uh, scholars have noted. And I haven't been to Israel, so I can't tell you what kind of slant it's on. But I think it is interesting that Yahweh would make your earthly life live out his divine intentions. Who would have thought that Yahweh was saying, I've got you on a journey upward. And as long as you stay with me, I'll get you to the mountain. Praise the Lord, everybody. And so this is good news for the saints here today. Our guests is that whatever God touches, whatever he wants to do, it's always to bring you out and up. You, I don't care what's going on in your body. And you know I love you. I don't want you sick. And it's frustrating to see some of you with chronic cases. But we are still being promoted upward. Praise the Lord, everybody. Can I get you to say upward, 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 upward? Uh, just say it till you get dizzy a little bit. Uh, upward. I'm not, uh, somebody ought to say it here. I'm not going down. I don't care what you say. I, I'm not going down. I'm not going down. It's not over till the fat lady sing. I mean, it's not over till the church start praising it. I, I don't care what you say. I'm moving upward. And we've got to do that. That's not psychology. This is a fact. That whenever God gets in your life, he is not so sadistic as to court you and woo you in and then slam you all over the place. This is, that's a ridiculous doctrine. His, he will chastise through teaching. That's good news. Because <laughs> in the Old Testament, you, you might have been burned up. But it wasn't no teaching. You broke the law. You got big rocks dropped on your skull. So the Lord disciplines us through various means, but I think his favorite mode of discipline is to teach us and to warn us so that we don't make the same mistakes that those who have lost their souls, praise the Lord, and are headed for a terrible judgment. And I thank God he interferes and interrupts the road that some of us take. And it's nothing but his life and his salvation that has kept us this far. Praise the Lord, everyone. And so we are taught about these supernatural blessings that, as the book of Proverbs says in the 8th chapter, it's better than silver. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. I want to give the devil a black eye today. Money loving is better than gold. It's better than rubies. It said all the things that you are able to desire are not worthy to even be compared to the eternal riches, the blessings that are in Christ Jesus. So I want you to know that it says that we have obtained an inheritance. 
and the former presiding bishop of the Pentecostal Assemblies of the World riled up all those old people that were at Mother Bower's funeral and he got the house together. Everybody been preaching about refrigerators and money and houses and land. And Bishop Brisbane got up and said, what about what God has in store for us? We're so busy trying to get something down here that we minimize what God has done for us in the heavenly places. Thank God. So we're steady moving upward. So Israel was seated in Canaan and the saints are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus the Lord. Praise the Lord. We have a chair in heaven with our name on it. Thank God for the blood. So the eternal scriptures tell us that we have obtained an inheritance. Jesus said, where thieves do not break in, praise the Lord, or robbers break in and steal, where moth nor rust does corrupt, but we have something laid up in the heavens that no test and no trial has the power to take away from us. I wish somebody would talk to me today. And so I'm so delighted as we look upon the text that we got something coming after a while. And it gets so good sometimes. How many can feel signs of it already in your chest and in your bosom and when you get to clapping your hands and praising the Lord and walking back and forth until the spirit stirs up and the word gets in your heart and you feel that you've already tasted a little bit of heaven and you can feel that I may not be there right now, but I can feel the doodads moving all in my sanctified soul and I can feel it moving up my back putting a chill in my back and putting boldness in my life when ordinarily I would rather sit in a corner and let everybody else do it. But there's something about the Holy Ghost that's like fire shut up in my bones and it makes me want to preach and it makes me want to tackle the enemy and it makes me want to keep on going and it makes me want to love God better and love the word better. It's not by my might. It's not by my power. But it's my inheritance that is showing me I'm in you like a well of living water springing up into everlasting life. We have an inheritance. We have inherited his name. We have inherited his disposition. We have inherited his nature. We have inherited his gifts. That's why we're awesome as we are today. Because of the gifts that we have inherited. But above all, after this world is shut up and after God has turned it into law and order, we have a place in heaven. And we've got a name in 
in heaven that nobody knows except who the Lord gives it to. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I believe somebody came in with the spirit of uh, depression, but I want to rebuke it right now and lift you up and give you a word in the book of Job. Job said, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and I know that I shall seem in the last days, and my soul shall look upon him, and I will not look for another. I've got a heaven that I've got to go to. Y'all stay down here with the asses if you want to, but as for me, I've got a mountain to climb. You can stay there with the cutthroats and the liars and the cheats and the killers and the slothful and the wicked and depressed but it's time for you to put your family members on notice I don't have time to mess around with crazy I got a heaven I'm going to he's done too much for me I've come too far to turn around I've got heaven in my view today And so when we look at the book of Ephesians, we see that we have an inheritance. But the Bible also says that it is sealed in the purpose of God. So we not only have the gift itself, but it is protected by the army of God's purpose. I want you to know that you can burn a house down, a building down. You can burn up a military, but you cannot burn up the purpose of God. That's why when Moses looked at the bush on the burning, the burning bush on the hill, it said that the fire was in the bush, but the bush would not burn. That was God's way of saying, I don't care what's going on outside of your body. You cannot burn out my love for you. You cannot burn up my purpose for you because once the Lord puts his hand in your life and you yield and let him have his way, you are undefeatable. You can't be beat and you ought to celebrate that God is getting ready to visit your house and his purpose is going to overcome the purpose of every man, woman, boy, and girl. And if you can thank God right now, because for you to live is Christ. But if you die, it would be a great gain. He has purpose to heal your body. You ought to touch yourself and put a cross on your head right now and say, this is the purpose of God. I don't care how I feel. I know I cannot be stopped. I have the purpose of God in my life. Can we just take a break and give God some crazy praise and thank him. You are here today 
because of purpose. You're here today because of inheritance. You're here today because God can't be defeated. You are here today because he that has begun a good work in you, he will perform it and he will finish it until the day of Christ. He has started you out and he will finish it. Oh, glory to God. And so it's the purpose of his own counsel that cannot be defeated. Verse number 12, read it with me. That we should be to the praise of his glory. Stop it right there. Ah, your body is not for the street. It's not to be a whoremonger, a prostitute. It is not to show it. Oh, glory to God. But it's to cover it up for the purpose of God. There's a proper place to take your clothes off. But when it's not proper keep them on cover yourself use your body for the glory of God use your lips to praise God use your mouth to speak forth healing lay your hand on your neighbor while the Holy Ghost is move them and tell them the purpose is that you be healed healing is in the house I need two preachers to touch me on the back and transform Transfer purpose, transfer healing, transfer purpose of God, transfer a revival, transfer an outpouring. Come on and get on your feet and praise him like you just got it and praise him like you just have the Holy Ghost. Your house is to the glory of God. Your leap is to the glory of God. Your prayer is to the glory of God. There's no other glory. There's no other name. I'm getting ready to quit. So you better get your praise in right now. Your dance is for the glory of God. Your money is for God's glory. Your vocation, your ambition, your dream. It all better go back to the glory of God. And God said, if I be lifted up from the earth, can we lift him up in the north? camp, in the south camp, in the east camp, way back in the west camp, in the central land, and let's praise him like this may be our last time. We're here to the glory of God. We're here for the purpose of God. Devil, get back. You can't stop me. Talk about me. Rat on me. Resist me. Sit down on me. But I'm here for the purpose of God. I'm here for the glory of God. Shout a yeah. Shout a yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 glory to God. Somebody say yeah one more time. Somebody tell the Lord you love him and you're so glad that trouble don't last always. Tell two people he brought me out and I know he did. He brought me out and he's able to keep me out. Say yeah! Say yeah! Oh Lord! Oh! Hallelujah to God. He's all right today.
I want to conclude with just a little short conclusion. It says that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth. That's the only way you made it in here. It wasn't your strong strength. It wasn't your ingenuity. It wasn't your education. It wasn't your wisdom. It wasn't your ability to fight. But you heard the word of truth. Glory to God. Hallelujah to God. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, your deliverance, your complete deliverance, in whom also after that, this is my favorite part, after that ye believed, where my believers in the house, I need about 10 people to shout, I believe. I need 10 more to shout. I can do you one better than that. I believe and trust. Come on, somebody. I not only believe it, but I trust him. Somebody say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. After that you believed, you were sealed. The saints are sealed. Sealed. Who in here is big enough to tear open what God has sealed? When God seals it, y'all don't like me no more. But it says you're sealed. You're sealed with that holy Spirit of promise. In other words, the Holy Ghost, as you have been taught by Mother Jenny and Bishop Forster, the Holy Ghost is the down payment and your guarantee that you're going to make it to the celestial shore. Get rid of your depression. Get rid of your evil passions. And shout in the face of the devil, I've been sealed. Somebody see, yeah. Sealed, sealed, sealed. He won't let me go. I'm in the grip of a love that won't let me go. He loves Good God. Sealed. Good God Almighty. Sealed. I said I'm sealed. Oh, I'm on my way to heaven. And I'm so glad. Sealed. 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 Can't nobody stop it. Can't nobody block it. Can't nobody take it. Can't nobody fake it. I'm sealed. By the Holy Ghost, long as I got it, I'm all right. Leave the word of God with you. If there's somebody that wants to come up and get sealed, come on up to this altar and get sealed.